0: Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers.
1: Okay, welcome to Peer Talk. There are a number of great business owners out there, just like yourself, who would love to share their experiences with you, and we hope to give them a voice. Today's episode is sponsored by Peertech, the industry's first real-time quarterly and affordable financial benchmarking tool, real-time industry data with actionable insights. Contact Peertech today at peertechappapp.com. Today's podcast will be about leadership, accountability, and organizational structure. And we will be led by John Jingwanath, from RentalMax. All right, welcome to Peer Talk. We have John Jengwanot here. Say hello, John. Hi, Dan. <laughs> We're going to be uh, talking about um, organizational structure and accountability with John. You heard a little bit in his intro about his uh, work at Rental Max and how he came to be there uh, almost three years now. And John is also a member of our premier group and a regular um, uh, participant in all things related to peer executive groups. So uh, feel blessed to have him on the program today. John, let's start with um, your company. Why don't you give us a little bit of background about Rental Max, where it's located, what, who you serve, and um, you know the size and and shape of it.
0: So, RentalMax Max is the largest general equipment rental company in the Chicagoland market. Uh, we've been in business since 1997, and Rental Max actually started through acquisition of uh, local, mostly family owned, you know, anywhere from one to three store rental operations. And so, RentalMax Max uh, has grown from there um, over the course of 23 years. It was started by Terry Hage, uh who is uh, also a longtime member of peer executive groups and the premier group specifically, and I had the opportunity to uh, come in and, and succeed Terry uh, back in 2018. And you know, Rental Max was really built to be truly a general equipment rental company focused on established small to mid-sized contractors and industrial businesses, but we also have a healthy uh, homeowner, do-it-yourself or customer base uh, that makes up about a third of our business. And so right now we have eight locations serving the entire Chicago land area. They're all based in, in suburban uh, cities and towns, but we serve the city of Chicago and we serve the surrounding area, um, you know, as well as any company um, in the market.
1: Great, that sounds awesome. And and again, I've had the um, the um, you know benefit of being there and visiting some of the locations. And um, one of the things that always appealed to me about your organization was your ability to push accountability down through your organization. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the structure of your employee staff and how that might. Uh, be different versus a single location
0: type of business? Absolutely. So with eight store locations, each store has a store manager that is responsible for managing that location. Um, really, um, you know, I, I would say to some degree autonomously, where on a day-to-day basis, they're the one making the decisions um, you know related to that store's operations. With that said, we have a structure and have spent more than two years building out what we call an accountability chart uh, through the uh, traction EOS process, the entrepreneurial operating system uh, process, where we have a leadership team in place um, that includes myself um, as the president, as well as our GM of field operations, GM of central operations, and our CFO. And as what, in addition to that, we also have a member of our um, investor group and board of directors uh, on that leadership team. And so, really, what we try to do within that group is um, number one, a couple of years ago, we established a vision for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that vision includes an accountability chart that's really an organization chart on steroids. And so each of us has direct reports. We divide the company into uh, four primary departments, those being sales and marketing, central operations, which would include fleet and safety and maintenance, field operations, which would really be our store operations, and finance administration, which would include everything from accounting to HR. And so that's how we organize the company, and each of those groups has a weekly L10 meeting. Uh, It's part of our company meeting pulse, Um, and I can get into more of that later, but um, it's really critical that each of those departments is communicating internally as well as externally uh, to make sure we're building a culture of accountability.
1: So that's fascinating. So let's stay on that for a second because I do know a number of our uh, members and also prospective members are implementing EOS in their organization. And the L10 word comes from, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, having a quality meeting, being at a level 10 on a scale of one to 10, um, and communicating as a unit. Um, one of the things that I saw with people who've been implementing EOS is you know, it really kind of uh, passes around the big rocks, the big issues uh, that you're facing as a company and allows employees to not just fix an issue, but maybe even handle something that might be a bigger project. Um, When did you move from just a leadership meeting to having um, meetings on on that scale with some of your employees? When did that happen?
0: So we started implementing EOS at Rental Max back in September of 2018, so a little bit more than two years ago. And for the first three months, we really kept that among the leadership team. We didn't even let the rest of the company know what we were doing because mm-hmm. we really wanted to establish a vision for the company uh, and take care of that part of it so that we were truly ready to share that with the rest of the company. Because especially at that time with me being new in the role and EOS you know, being a brand new concept uh, to the rest of the team, we wanted to make sure we communicated it clearly and got it right from the beginning. And so we introduced EOS to the rest of the company back in December of 2018 Hmm. And we truly started with the uh, weekly meeting, meeting pulse, what we call it, um, back in April of 2019. So it was about six or seven months after uh, the leadership team started uh, the vision building process. But what we found is that weekly meeting, uh, especially for our store managers, replaced a monthly meeting that we had previously and that monthly meeting you know we would usually get about 20 people in a room and it would last usually anywhere from three to four hours and um, you know it was you know it was good to have everybody in the same room and, and good to keep everybody updated on what was going on but we always felt like there weren't we weren't always following through we weren't always Taking action steps after those meetings, mm-hmm. and what's great about EOS and the Meeting Pulse and the L10, as you said, the Level 10 meeting, mm-hmm. um, is that it really builds consistency into um, what we're doing, and it and really outlines clear direction as to you know, what each of us is responsible for doing, whether that be on a quarterly basis or on a weekly basis. We are establishing quarterly rocks, which are 90 day. Uh, priority goals, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on a weekly basis, we're tracking our progress and determining, are we on track? Are we off track? um, Is that rock done? And then in addition to that, on a weekly basis, most of the meeting time, those meetings are 90 minutes, 60 of those 90 minutes are spent on issues. And we go Mm -hmm. through a process where we identify, discuss, and solve whatever those most pressing issues are for the company. And, and it's the whole goal is to uh, try to identify what the core issue is, not just to solve symptoms of an issue. And Mm -hmm. from that process, um, we're creating weekly to do's. And so to do's are really seven day action items uh, that we're expecting each person to complete um, Mm -hmm. on that weekly basis. And so Every week, you know, you're looking at, all right, how did we do on our to-dos? What percentage did we get complete? Obviously, with the goal being 100%. Um, and then same thing from a rock standpoint on a quarterly basis. Okay, what percentage of those rocks did we complete this quarter? And mm-hmm. uh, again, you know, the goal being 100%, but really as uh, defined by EOS, if you're solving and completing 80% or more of your rocks, that Really is considered a success, or should be considered a success, because those are meant to be stretch goals, not layups.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Any well, any time that you take people out of their day-to-day work environment, get in at nine, go home at five, and you get them to think almost like an owner would think, right? You're they're they're looking at their business, at their department or their division or their store um, differently. And they're saying, this is something that's going to have a lasting impact. Let's work on it. So uh, working on the business versus in the business, right? I guess that's that's the key. Also, do you, when you changed to this or you started to roll these L10s out, did you find that the employees felt like they had their voice was now being heard, that they were participating and getting the feedback, they had the connection back to leadership and management? that maybe might've been lacking at some point?
0: That was absolutely a key part of launching EOS and implementing that operating system at rental max. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it was necessarily lacking in the past. It was just more around building consistency, um, you know, into the process Mm -hmm. Uh, building that culture of accountability because uh, we believe that accountability really is a key part of the culture at RentalMax and and at any business for that matter. Um, And from my perspective, I wanted to make sure that we were as transparent as we possibly could be uh, in sharing our vision and sharing the direction that we wanted to take the company because so much of that, uh, follow through and and what we're asking of each person on the team is based on helping us get where we want to go and a lot, really truly aligning our actions and, and aligning our goals um, to help get us there. And so that was really a, a big part of it is trying to get to the point where everybody is working in the same direction. And mm-hmm. As EOS explains it, no matter what industry you're in, if you can build a team that um, has clear expectations of each person, um, you know, we're using an accountability chart where everyone has clear roles and, and what we expect out of, you know, them in that role, um, and you're all working together toward a common goal, uh, that's really a, a powerful way to operate and mm-hmm. we've found that uh, you know it's not that it's always been easy or always been clean, but um, when you look back over the last two years, and I think it's always um, interesting to look back at what you've accomplished when um, you know when you're so focused on what the what to do today, what to do tomorrow. Um, this gives us a, a broader perspective and a good way to look back and, and appreciate. Um, how far we've come
1: oh that's a great point um i think that you know anybody would benefit from that but certainly going through that process of eos and the documentation that surrounds it the different um, identification and then working through and solving um some of the big rock issues uh just looking back quarter to quarter you probably have a really good sense of accomplishment and it definitely will probably go down to whatever level in the organization is working on it. So that's great. So let's talk about um, related to that. You might have some issues or rocks pop up in your business that are related to um, the business development of the employee. So their ability to grow in their job, to be um, better at what they do. Um, Tell us a little bit about um you know, issues you may have faced inside your organization related to training and development, getting people to the next level, um, coaching, mentoring, um, even recruiting higher quality people. How do you, how do you improve the stock of Rental Max in terms of the individual?
0: So Dan, that's that's a great question. I think it's really a key question um for any company. Um, like ours, that is interested in growth, because mm-hmm. especially in this industry, um, you know what we have found is while you may be able to find you know people here and there that have uh, rental experience, equipment rental experience, more often what's happening is you're bringing in people that have a great attitude, great character, they're enthusiastic, you know they really share uh, some of the core values that. Uh, that we look for, and we see them as uh, a—I uh, uh, don't know—a ball of clay, I guess—that you can you can form um, mm-hmm. if if you pay the the right amount of attention and 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 give them the tools and the resources they need to succeed. And so, uh, you know, it has certainly been a focus for us um, as we prepare to grow our business. To say that if we're going to grow and we want to maintain this consistency uh, across our operations, if we're going to add a location, um, you know, we're going to need to start training and developing uh, not necessarily our existing store managers, but the, f- the future generation of store managers mm-hmm. that can step in and um, and lead a, a new store location and truly help us transform that location into a rental max. And so this year, for example, one of our uh, goals are part of our one-year plan for 2020 was to develop four future store managers. Hmm. And we built out a training and development program that had five phases and we identified candidates. We actually had an interview process for candidates to um who were interested in the program um, we had store managers that uh, referred uh, you know members of their team to uh, to be part of this program and so as we you know swing into the fourth quarter of the year now uh, we actually do have four uh, individuals on our team that are not currently store managers that will be completing this program and um, doesn't necessarily mean that there will be an opportunity for them right away to become a store manager, but uh, as soon as that opportunity presents itself, we'll have uh, a good uh, crew of people ready to to step up and step into that role. Um, and so, you know, that's that's one way. You know, we're certainly looking at how do we develop the future leaders um, of the company, and, and especially at the store level, um, how do we develop you know that uh, that crop of talent Um, Mm -hmm. and then in addition to that we also look at how do we create opportunities for everyone in the company to continue to develop and advance into um, new and elevated positions Um, how do we strengthen the entire team Uh, because that's obviously a key part of um, not only recruiting but also retention Mm -hmm. and um you know certainly seeing what organizations like the American Rental Association are doing with rental u and the direction that they're going and developing mm-hmm. um, almost a degree or certification program for uh, the equipment rental industry i mean that's really exciting um, yes. to see that um, and also internally we're we're just starting on this but this is actually a rock that we have at a company level for the next 90 days, and that's to develop a virtual training program uh, that'll launch in December. And mm-hmm. it will really kind of organically grow because, you know, there's so much from a training standpoint that we would have to cover to take someone who's brand new and develop them into a truly seasoned, experienced um, equipment rental uh, it, you know, team member, it, no matter what position they're serving. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, um, you know, we already knew that we were going to have to take a lot of our winter training, which in the past has been in person, and move that virtually because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, but we also noticed in years past some challenges with in-person training because it really didn't fit with our operations with eight store locations to try to get you know, ten to fifteen people in a room together at the same time—it just put a lot of stress on our store operations. Doing that on a weekly basis, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and we really weren't reaching everybody in the company with these training programs. So we're really excited about that. Um, it's just getting started, so um, you know there's a lot of work to be done, and and we certainly want to develop this to be not just the 2020, 2021 training system but really the uh development program for uh rental max for the future and so that's that's how we're building that so to
1: me it also would seem that between the you know the l10 and the participation of uh employees on every every level to work to the betterment of the company and then also providing virtual training opportunity like if i'm an If I'm a candidate and I'm looking at a place to work, I I would think that's a those are both great recruiting pieces, right? That will pull in um, some really good candidates because they'll say, "Wow, look at this! There's virtual training. There's this um, L ten development. Um, What about?" um, So, assuming based on this conversation so far, it would it seems to me that you would be. Um, have a really decent feedback mechanism with the employee on, from a one-to-one perspective. Like, how do you know um, what's happening at the lowest level in your company in different um, uh, locations? Um, is there any kind of employee review process or um, two-way business development conversation with an employee or anything like that happening?
0: So, at the store level. What we started doing uh, in December of last year is uh, we had a uh, a sit down meeting, uh, a review type meeting. Not necessarily where compensation was discussed, but where we were sitting down with each person on the team and asking number one for their feedback. How are mm-hmm. things going? What's working? What's not working? Uh, what would you like to see you know us do better? What you know what am am i as the manager uh, doing what you need me to do to help you continue to grow in this role and with the company and i think that was a really good start um you know but we need to be doing that on an ongoing basis and and Mm -hmm. the idea coming into this year was that we would be sitting down and doing that on a quarterly basis uh with each employee and Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think we still need to do more. And I think there's still room for improvement there. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're really trying to align that with what we're doing as a company um, at the leadership team level, at the kind of the department manager and leader level, um, because we're incorporating what's called a quarterly conversation, which is Mm -hmm. an EOS term and that's actually part of the meeting pulse is that on a, on a quarterly basis, I'm sitting down with each person on the leadership team and, you know, starting with what are you most proud of over the last 90 days? What's working? Mm-hmm. What's not working? You know, as we look at our core values, as we look at our people, um, you know, we have a tool called the People Analyzer that we're starting to use more and more and, and really just trying to... Um, keep that open line of communication. And, and for me, trying to understand what each person on the leadership team needs from a resources standpoint to continue to develop, continue to grow. Um, we obviously have high aspirations and expectations for what we can accomplish. But at the mm-hmm. same time, we have to provide the resources necessary to help us get there. And uh, and that's my number one uh, priority when it comes to having those quarterly conversations is making sure that our leadership team members feel they have the resources they need uh, to accomplish what um, they're you know, setting out to do. And a lot of times it's not even what I'm asking them to do. It's what they've identified as the priorities for, uh, for their own department and their team. It
1: it's fascinating to hear you speak about this because it seems to me, and and you know, we see this with larger organizations that you have almost an upside down org chart where you know you're as president, you're serving the needs of those who directly report to you, uh, which I'm assuming would be the leadership team, and then um, now is that it? so? If you invert the org chart you would have the leadership team in and would they then be looking at the um location managers or is it specific like give me give me a couple of descriptors about some of your key positions because obviously a lot of the people on on the podcast listening in might have one store and and they understand what it is to have an owner operator and then have people on the uh field or on the um uh, location level but tell us more about like who you have that reports to you?
0: Sure. So my direct reports are our CFO, Mm our director of business development, uh, our GM of field operations, our GM of central operations, and then a marketing manager. And so from the store standpoint, our GM of field operations uh, manages all of our store managers. So gotcha. the, eight, <laughs> the eight store managers, and we actually have a senior manager um, that's also in that group. So nine people total that are reporting directly to him. And he's, he's doing the same thing with each of those store managers on a quarterly basis, mm-hmm. um, you know, sitting down and, and having these quarterly conversations. Um, and then each of those store managers is managing their own team. Um, which usually includes anywhere from uh, seven to fourteen people, um, depending on the size of the store, and so that's how we're structured in, on the store level. Um, you know, within business development, I have technically I'm still sitting in the in the sales and marketing seat on the leadership team. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, that will change, but. Um, that's the way that we have built out our accountability chart. and mm-hmm. And just this year, we hired a Director of business Development that now uh, manages our our sales reps. We have two outside sales reps, and then um, the marketing manager is also you know sitting in our sales and marketing team. And so um, so I'm working with the two of them directly, and then our Director of business Development is managing the two outside sales reps.
1: Got it. And and we are running out of time, but I, I wanted you to touch briefly on, we might have to do a, a second podcast on this topic, but um, briefly, um, how do you go from this structure to understanding what to measure? Uh, is there metrics on every position? Um, is there, and then from there, are you creating a reward structure based on those metrics or or what does that look like right now in its current state?
0: So we have a scorecard for each of the teams. So the the leadership team and each of the department teams have a scorecard that we're looking at on a weekly basis. So that's part of those weekly L10 meetings. And we're identifying anywhere from 10 to 15 metrics uh, Mm -hmm. on that scorecard. And we're really trying to use those as a predictive tool to understand what's going to happen with the business. What trends are we seeing you know, what are the issues associated with those trends what's do, what's going well, what's not going well and so those scorecards have really been influential in helping us breed a culture of accountability. Even when you look at our store managers, uh, we broke those metrics down by store and we're looking at uh, nine metrics for each for each store on a weekly basis and it's incredible to see what kind of an impact that has. We've only been doing that for about four months now, but Mm -hmm. we've really seen an improvement uh, since we implemented those metrics. And I think that that's really um, helping us uh, build that culture of accountability throughout the company. Um, We are not necessarily incentivizing directly on those scorecard items. We have a separate incentive program that's aligned with our company goals, aligned with our financial goals for the year. Um, but we, we are at a point now where we're drilling down even, you know, to every person at the store level where we have a a concept called everyone has a number and we're Uh setting a number goal, you know, whether that's number of reservations for uh, the counter service person, whether that's, um, the amount of equipment and maintenance by store for our mechanic team, um, or, the number of you know delivers and pickups that a driver is doing on a given day or in a given week. So we're, we're really working to incorporate uh, those metrics into um, you know into our, our daily operations and, and our structure in a way to uh, to enhance that culture of accountability. Amazing, amazing, and that's
1: couple years of implementing eos and really uh taking your leadership team to another level and and all the other things that you've done so we we really appreciate it and john we appreciate your time today i know it's uh very valuable and appreciate you being on the podcast everyone john jingwinat from rental max thanks for being here john thanks a lot dan take care We want to thank today's sponsor, Peertech, the industry's first real-time quarterly and affordable financial benchmarking tool. Real-time industry data with actionable insights. Contact Peertech today at peertechappapp.com.
0: You've been listening to Peertalk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peertalk.